You know, <clears throat> there's several folks who are having some back issues going on right now. And uh, I don't think it's coincidence. Uh, and not just back, but there's other hurt in our souls and in our beings. I've asked Debbie this morning. We made the mistake of sitting down and having coffee together on Sunday morning. And she downloaded some things to me. And as she did, I went, Debbie, you're messing me up. I've got a sermon prepared for today. And uh, she, but I kept unpacking it. And I thought, mm -mm, this is what we need to hear. God's wanting to go into, into our pain. You know, too often, I think we have, you know, when, when we look in Genesis and it says God created man in his image, he says several times in his image in Genesis 1. But it says he created them male and female. Those two together represent the image of God. And too often we have the clashes between the male and female rather than the compliment. And too often we have the clashes between denominations and other folks that just have different theologies as stems. And, and God's wanting us to compliment. You know, I've, I've seen, I don't know if you've seen this in the polarization of what's going on. This is preface for Debbie and she's getting ready. In the polarization that's been going on in our culture, we see this great divide. And, and I've actually seen brothers and sisters in the Lord actually say that, 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 that there's a, the other side are, are teaching heresies. How many of you heard the word heretic and heresies recently? Have you? Y'all, try this sometime. Next time you see this and you think, well, I thought that person was a brother or a sister, some leader. Google that name and heresy and see what you come up with. You'll see a lot. I would dare say any public figure in this day in the body of Christ has got heresy somewhere labeled on them. If you look at those that criticize the other for heresy, you'll see, Google their name and, and put heresy with it. You'll see both sides, right? <clears throat> at the end of this service, we're going we're gonna to recognize and honor our, our college graduates. Even, I know David's in here. David, where are you? David Kane, you still in here? There he is. You graduated in December. We didn't get you then. We're going to get you today, Right? So we've got a special gift for you at the end. And we're going to recognize them. You know, when, when, uh, when my little, we have six children, five boys and one girl. And, and I thought I knew everything there was about being born, birthing a baby, and Hannah was born. And when I held her in my hand, I had four boys first, and then Hannah, and then one boy after. And we got Hannah and Isaac both graduating. Hannah graduated this Friday from MSU, and Isaac from is going to graduate from Stark, graduate from Starkville Christian in a couple of weeks. When I held her in my hand, it, I knew that it was it was different. I went, "Oh my goodness, what is this feeling I'm feeling?" With the boys, I wanted to do certain things. Now I'm looking at this little baby. I want to tell you, when I saw that little baby girl, everything changed in my life. The way I looked at other women changed, and I began to see the little girl in other women. And I thought, this is what God sees in them. And I'm not saying a weak woman. Boy, Debbie said, 
I'm too strong sometimes, and I say two things too hard, and I go, if I wanted to marry a mouse, I would have married a mouse. I'm thankful for that strength, and I celebrate that, okay? But, but as I held that little baby, you know, I went on down years later, and here we are. Hannah graduated. I don't get to talk about her because I'm her daddy. She graduated Friday. Summa cum laude. How about that? Now, that's the top part, you know, and then you got the magna cum laude, and then you got the cum laude, and I wasn't any of those. In fact, I graduated laude how come? <clears throat> but, but, you know, when I see, <laughs> when I see Hannah, I still see that little baby. Now, fast forward. I'm pretty open, right? I share with you even my brokenness, right? I've actually crawled across the floor to ask forgiveness for people, from people in my family because I blew it. Y'all, I blew it. Again. Kids went to go to the movie on Wednesday night. It was Debbie and me there, so there were no barriers or boundaries, and we got in a discussion that became pretty passionate. You ever had a passionate discussion? <laughs> and both of us got to where we were raising our voices. And I raised mine probably louder than hers. And I happened to be standing. This is something significant that happened to me Wednesday night. As I was standing and I was yelling. I mean, we weren't cursing each other with, you know, cuss. We never got physically violent. But nobody was around so we could yell at the top of our voices. And, and as I did, I was actually winning. Okay? No, I was. That's exactly right. And so as I yelled, I yelled and I could see, you know, she had the fire fighting back and I was fighting her and she was fighting back. And, and I, I felt the edge where I got it. <laughs> and she looked at me and she said, I have her permission to tell you this. She said, I'm just a little girl. Everything changed. Everything changed. I'm just a little girl. Two days later, I was laughingly recalling. I'm telling you, there hasn't been a six-hour period that I have not rehearsed those words in my mind. I'm just a little girl. I'm a look, I'm a look at her. I'm just a little girl. Two days later, I was kind of joking with her, and I said, I think I have something funny I should have said. She said, what? I said, I wish you'd tell that little girl to stop beating me up. <laughs> Y'all, there's a little girl and a little boy in each of us. And part of the pain in the body of Christ is we got hurting people. It's hurt people that hurt people. We need Pastor Jesus, Shepherd Jesus. To shepherd our souls. Sorry it made you cry. But here you go. So forever people keep asking me. When are you going to preach? When are you going to share something? And I really haven't wanted to. 
And I think a lot of that is because I'm a perfectionist. And if I can't do something the very best, then I'm just not going to do it. And I'm not, I'm not a scholar when it comes to theology. I mean, we have Tim. We don't need another scholar. But I don't know the Bible inside and out, upside down, backwards. I don't know all of that stuff. And so that inhibits me, makes me think, well, I'd be such an idiot to get up there because I'd be bound to say something wrong or something incorrect. And, um, but when Johnny asked me to share this morning, I was just like, you know what? They don't need another Tim. They don't need another Jake. They don't need another this person or that person. They need me. And they need my mother's heart because I have a mother's heart they don't have. And will never have. <laughs> and so I thought, I just got to get, I've got to get over myself and do this. And, um. And so, thank you. <laughs> so bear with me because I'm shaking up here. So bear with me. So last night, yesterday, we had some of our all of some of the, all of our kids that could come over to celebrate Hannah's graduation. And after everybody left, one of one of my daughters-in-law sent me a text, and she said, "Are you okay? I just felt like you were acting a little strange tonight." And um, I wrote back and I said, yeah, I'm kind of in a bit of pain. And um, then she wrote back and said, well, I accidentally told my husband that. And now he's saying, you've got to go to the doctor. And some of you will be knowing who this, that person was right now. And so, um, so I, uh, and she said, but I think it's more than that. And so then I thought, well, she's asking. I'm just going to tell her some, what, some of what's been going on in my mind. And as I sat there that day, I looked at each of my kids, thought about each of my kids, and I could sense some of the struggle and the pain and the hurt that they were going through. And it just had overwhelmed me all day. Just, I was just like, you know, when you think when you, they're little, you're just exhausted. And you think, I can't wake up one more time. I can't change one more diaper. I can't wipe one more butt. <laughs> then they become teenagers. And it changes. It changes from that physical exhaustion to that emotional exhaustion. <laughs> And you hurt for them when they hurt. And you want to make right what you can't make right. You want to fix it, and you can't fix it. And so I sat. I didn't go to bed till 2 o'clock. I could not sleep. I couldn't turn my mind off. I just sat there thinking. And then I just began to think about lots of different people I know. And I just got overwhelmed with their pain. I thought about a person who is always so negative that I don't even want to be around them. But you know what? They're negative because they're hurt. I thought about a person who's so sarcastic and I get so hurt by things that they say. But you know what? That's a little boy that, that doesn't know the father's love. And so as I sat there thinking last night, it just suddenly hit me. Little Everest, she has suddenly hit this stage in her life where she wants her mom and dad to be in the room. All the babies hit that stage. And if her mom and dad are not in the room, she starts to cry. And she wasn't like that a month ago. But right now, she's going through that. She's understanding enough that this is mom, this is dad, and they are my security. And so when she can't see them, she starts to cry. And I just began to think about that, and it just hit me. That's the way we are. We are this way because we don't see our father. We are hurting because we don't see our father. We've we're not in intimacy with him. And it all started in the Garden of Eden. It all started because Satan knew just where to come in there. He knew 
just where to put that little niggle and make them feel, huh, God's holding out on us. He's not giving us everything that he could give us. Right there, that little seed planted. And so then Eve wanted it all, thinking she didn't have it all. And right there when that happened, this perfect garden where they had everything was ruined. And you think about that part in Genesis where Jesus was, God was calling out, where are you, where are you? And they were hiding. And that's how we are. We start hiding and we get really, really good at it. Really good. I'm really good at it. And you don't know all the insecurities I have. You don't know all the pain and the hurt that I have because I cover it up and I cover it up and I've... 57, I've got pretty good in 57 years of covering it up. But I realized it's because I'm not picturing the Father the way he wants me to picture him. And I'm not running to Jesus. I'm not running to the Father. And I, I want to look in, in John 15, 4 to 6. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. That's talking about us remaining in the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Not one, not the other, all three. We need all three. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit for apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. And so it hit me. I sat there last night. Just I got this picture of Jesus on the cross and all that he went through. And, you know, it says that he was marred. Does anyone know what marred means? It means disfigured. And I thought about it for a while. Well, what does that mean? And everything was perfect in the garden. We were perfect. But sin stole our intimacy. It stole our identity. And Jesus had to be disfigured to get that back for us. But he was. That's the wonderful thing. He was. And so... He lost his appearance because of what we because we were disfigured so that you and I could have our appearance back. You and I could have our identity back. I just felt the Lord saying to me last night, I became what they were so that they could become what I am. A son. And so I've thought about, I, I get offended really easily. I get hurt really easy. Why is that? It's because I'm allowing someone to block my view of the Father. I'm allowing someone who's also hurting to block my view of the Father. And so I just sat there last night, just tears, and I was like, I never planned this. <laughs> you know, it's one of those nights I didn't plan. Johnny was in bed. Hannah, Hannah came out at one point. She said, Mom, are you not going to bed? And I said, I am but I just want to ask you today are you a son or a daughter that never felt you met up to your parents expectations to my children I say 
I'm sorry if you ever felt like you didn't live up to my expectations, if I ever put that on you. Because I grew up a lot that way. Do you crave approval? Are you that little girl that has to dress a certain way? Are you that little boy that has to brag about everything that you do? Are you defined by what others think about you? Are you defined by their opinion of you? Or are you, or are you defined by your father's opinion of you? Are you the person that acts like you have it all together? Are you the person who pushes their gender, their gender first? You use your, your femininity, you use your masculinity to be noticed. Are you the person that always wants to disagree? This is blue. No, it is green, and I will tell you why it's green. And then you pull out scientific data to say why it's green, even though the other person knows that it's blue. Are you that person? Why, why does a person act like that? Because they're hurt. They're a little girl or a little boy that is not looking at their father. They're not receiving his affirmation. They're not running to him. Well, we say, and we, they're not living in his presence. They're not being on the vine. And I'm tired of not being on the vine. I'm tired of not running to his presence. And I'm tired. Johnny was like, babe, I think we've got to do this. I think we've got to share everything that went on. And in my mind, I'm going, yeah, well, they already, some of them already think we're pretty bad, but now they're really going to think we're bad. But you know what? I don't care. <laughs> because some of you are covering up your insecurities. Some of you are covering up your issues, just like Johnny and I could cover up our insecurities. And guess what? I'm tired of it. And I'm tired of what the enemy robs us of because we're hiding I'm tired of what the enemy robs us of because we're not walking in openness and brokenness with one another. We should be able to walk through those doors and say, I blew it. I screamed at my wife. I screamed at the kids. I blew it. I lusted after a woman. I blew it. I got drunk last night. I blew it. We are not perfect. We're not supposed to be perfect. We're just supposed to be forgiven. And walk in that forgiveness. And remember that he has won back our image. And so that, this is probably not the most perfect talk, but it's what's my, on my heart. As a body, if we want to go to that next place, if we want revival, guess what always precedes revival? Repentance. Getting right with God. Getting right with each other. Not building up walls. Not living in our little circle, but being truly transparent with one another and allowing the Jesus in me to touch the Jesus in you and not allowing you to block my image of the Father so that then I can't even respond to you the way that I need to respond to you. So my, my thing to you today is what are you going to do about it? Because if, I mean, I'm just walking out because if none of you have got any issues that you need to deal with with God, then Johnny and I are really in bad shape. So I just, my question to you is what are you going to do? And I'm already I'm thinking, why y'all sitting in your seats? So I just want you to draw a circle around yourself. And I want you just to say, God, deal with me. Show me my insecurities. Show me my hang-ups. Show me my brokenness. And then if by chance you even feel like there's someone that you've offended or someone that you're not walking in unity with, guess what? Go to them and deal with it. So I don't know where you want to take it from there, but that's, that's just what I feel. Shuck the corn. <laughs> <laughs>
<sighs> Sorry? That's fearless. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's respond.